Have you ever heard about uh, fluoride being bad for you? Like toothpaste fluoride? Yeah, like fluoride. No. I've heard rumblings about that for years. Oh, I thought great. it was a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I've read enough about fluoride that I actually buy toothpaste without fluoride in it. Like fluoride-free toothpaste for myself and for the kids too. Yeah, I see there's that option when you go to the, the drugstore. Anyways, I don't think much about it. It's just like I choose the fluoride-free option with the toothpaste and kind of go on with my life. But then I saw this today. There's a big court case this week uh, that kicked off in California, I think San Francisco, that might actually end the longstanding practice of adding fluoride to hundreds of millions of American water supplies. It's that bad. Oh, water supplies. Oh, yeah, because there's fluoride in... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they put fluoride in the water. Right. I think they even do that here. And so this is like a big deal. I guess they've been trying to push to end that. And um, it's in trial this week. I think it started on, on Tuesday. So I started thinking, Jordan, as I sometimes do, I thought, why do they want it out of the water so bad? And as it turns out, how weird is this, that kids that have fluoride, they have lower IQs. Oh, my God. Right? Brushing their teeth is the same thing, right? So if they, the kids that brush their teeth with non-fluoride toothpaste, are they... Well, they're more concerned. Smart? I mean, I guess that would affect it, too. I yeah, mean, like you're putting it in your body. Yeah. But I think they're more concerned about adding it to the water supply because you're mm. drinking it. Yeah. There's a Canadian study. Well, let's click on that. Us Canadians, we know what's up. Yeah. Too many crazy American studies. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay. Fluoride exposure during pregnancy was associated with lower IQ scores in children aged three and four. Fluoride exposure during pregnancy may be associated with adverse effects on child intellectual development. Oh, my God. Wow. So you shouldn't be drinking fluorinated water when you're pregnant. I wonder what it does. It just, I guess, cleans out the water or something. It just makes it more, I guess, pure, but it doesn't if it makes you Well, no, they started dumber. adding it to water in the 40s to combat tooth decay. That, oh. was, that was the reason. But this is fascinating. It's gone to, like, whatever court in California... So we'll see. Google it if you want to read up more on it and see what happens, though, because it's in court this week. All right, so what's next? Coming up on The Kid Carson Show. You've been waiting 24 hours for it. It's finally back. Jordan's Hollywood Minute. Yes. I have a story about Jessica Mulroney that one of my most popular insiders I use, Kid mm. Carson, oh. gave to me just, just I now. Thought I thought your Hollywood insiders were supposed to be anonymous. Oh. To, to protect our... Now everyone knows that I'm a Hollywood insider. No one's going to feel comfortable when I hang out with him. He might be spying for Jordan's Hollywood report. Good point. Good point. So just, don't a... men- just don't mention it again. Okay. <laughs> but I saw the story this morning. I thought, you know, Ben Mulroney. Of course. Um, Brian Mulroney's son. Well, his wife, um, Jessica Mulroney, who's friends with the princess. Meghan Markle. Yeah. And, and now she's been fired from a TV show and a bunch of drama there, buddy. It really woke me up this morning. Are you trying to take my Hollywood Got minute me from all me? all fired up. Let's co-host the Hollywood Minute next. Okay. Okay. The Kid Carson Show presents... The Hollywood Minute with Jordan McCloskey. Powered by City Avenue Market. Is anybody this morning in some of that Hollywood hot water? Let's find out and go over to our chief correspondent, the host of the Hollywood Minute, Jordan McCloskey. What's up, buddy? A soon-to-be celebrity inmate might make a career comeback in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Of course. Lori Lohan... The girl from Full House, Jesse's wife. Uncle Jesse's wife. Oh, the one about the university scandal, admission scandal. Right. Gotcha. She's in jail, I believe, right now. There is rumors that she might, when she gets out, she might go right to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But producer, the creator of it, Andy Cohen, says that's not true. Narrative, apparently, that I am 
produce that I am pursuing Lori Laughlin for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Laughlin. That's how you say her name. Um, oh, from jail. And the first I heard about that it's was like his podcast Twitter. or something. So I like that. Yeah, it's it's, but it's, it's not true. Okay. So there you go. There so, you go. So it's, it took a while. It's not not true. So it's it's not true. But then he starts to talk about, but she's got a great story and what a. Th- so then you start thinking, oh, as a producer or creator, what a great get that would be. Mm-hmm. So, so he obviously is pursuing her. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? Of course. Yeah, that would be a good get for sure. You ever watch those shows? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Wrong answer, buddy. Strangely, they're addictive. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind them. The Real Housewives? You watch those shows? Of course. Oh Wasn't there God. a Real Housewives of Vancouver? Yeah, you come in here, you're like, I hate doing the Hollywood Minute. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of this. But at home, it's like your dark, 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 your dark, <laughs> your dark Diggler secret, your dark, dirty secret. I love 90 Day Fiancés. Yeah. Give me those all night long. Okay. So yeah, I love those type of shows. Okay, Dirk. <laughs> What else you got, buddy? Well, of course, the big breaking news for my insider, who's going to rename Nameless? Rename Nameless? Okay, you can you can admit, you can say it's me. Okay, it's Kid Carson. Meghan Markle's friend and Canadian, Jessica Mulroney, uh, her show was pulled for, I guess, she and a, this, other, this other insider. You know, you're my insider. You tell it. Well, I normally don't like to admit to getting sucked into these stories, but when I woke up this morning, I did see the headline that Jessica Mulroney had been you know, fired or parted ways with CTV. And I'm yeah. Like, oh, it's juicy. What's going on? I felt like a real Hollywood yep. reporter. And I text you the story right away. And I guess, um, you know, Jessica Mulroney, a big influencer in Canada. She's friends with the princess. She's like, a, I think a stylist. And she's got like a, a TV show on CTV about yeah. um, style. I forget what it's well, called. It's, 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 it says, I do redo. I do redo. So it's some, it sounds like a wedding show. But wedding, like, yeah. Remarrying someone. I don't know. I've yeah. never seen the show. But I know that she's like, you know you know, pretty powerful, like, influencer and married to Ben Mulroney and the whole whole deal. And it was, I guess she got into, like, a spat with a an inf- a black female influencer and they got some kind of an argument. I'm not sure exactly what the whole argument was about, but then Jessica ended up coming out and, and apologizing for, you know, inappropriate words that were exchanged between them and then said, you know, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. And then the and other influencer, the, the black female influencer, put a screenshot out saying as she was publicly apologizing behind closed doors, she was threatening to sue her. Oh, wow. So then, wow. I went to Jessica, I went to Jessica's Instagram, read the comments. See, look at me. I get sucked right in. (laughs) And oh man, her followers not happy. No. Whoa. I mean, she's got a gazillion followers, all of them. How dare you? You're being two faced. You, you know, you apologize yet behind closed doors. You're, you're threatening to sue her and take away her livelihood. I guess Jessica was contacting brands that advertise with this other influencer. The other influencer was named, she's a celebrity stylist named Sasha Exter. Right. So she's the one you're referring to. But Jessica was saying, um, going contacting brands and saying, don't work with her anymore and trying to destroy her livelihood. Oh my God. And she's saying, listen, I'm a single mom and you're trying to kill my livelihood. Wow. Not only that, she's a, you know, female black influencer. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. not a cool move. Yeah. Anyway, so she got CTV just fired her and it's a big thing. Yeah, her big, show's gone. Boom, gone. Gone. Wow. And then everyone is saying they're they're both they both have statements saying we're taking some time to step back from social media and oh my god. I Anyways. wonder if Brian Mulroney or not Brian, what's it? Ben Mulroney? He hosts that show on CTV. I wonder if he's talking about it today. I always wonder that because that's a big story. The husband doing the report on his wife. Did you imagine? <laughs> he's like, nope, nope, not today. 
Wow. Anyways, there's your Canadian drama for you. Do you want to say it or can I say it? No, you got to say it. That's your thing. And that's your Hollywood Minute. The Hollywood Minute with Jordan McCloskey. I can't stop laughing. Jordan started reading me this article. What's it called again? <laughs> the headline is first time... <laughs> First timers describe the things that surprise them most about sex. So the first time they've ever had sex, these are the things that surprise them. They interviewed these people and this is what they said. So number one, that my core isn't as strong as I thought it was. Okay. Two, it was so warm in there. (laughs) Okay. Three, all the weird noises. Four, the vagina is a lot lower down than I expected. (laughs) What the hell? Oh. oh, hold on a second. Like, have some people never taken like a health class or yeah. like even learned about the human body? These are actual quotes, by the way. Number five, <laughs> I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised how long I lasted. <laughs> uh, six, I was like, damn, that is actually a lot of work. <laughs> Seven, for me, I think it was how natural it was. Like animal instincts kick in and your pelvis starts moving in whole new ways. <laughs> Number eight. This is like a David Letterman. Thing. Oh yeah, it is. Number eight, that it wasn't some life changing event. I didn't feel any different afterwards, except kind of proud for a day or two. <laughs> kind of proud for a day or two. This person was angry. Oh, nine. Man. Uh number nine. Men are completely different people when they finish. Right. So yes. now it's about us. We're like, oh, geez. There's a certain, right, exactly. Number 10 this is the last one. How easy it is for someone to not care afterwards. Mm. I remember being very concerned with what, well, not concerned, concerned is the wrong word. I just really wanted to be with someone that I, that I was in love with mm-hmm. at the time. I remember just kind of avoiding it mm-hmm. while my other buddies were, were going for it because I was... I don't know, I was sensitive or something. I wanted You're like to, a Mormon? I just, I just wanted to be special. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. We look at each other like, okay, well, you ready to do this? It was like a movie. Yeah. It was like, okay, let's do this. Like Romeo and Juliet. It was very, yeah, it was, it was a moment. It was a moment. And I'll never forget, I'm glad that I had it like that instead of just some random person that you kind of feel ashamed of mm. afterwards or something. But, uh, but so imagine somebody turn. came out, imagine somebody came up to you and gave you like a, a questionnaire and you had to fill out like, what was it like? What was it? You know? Yeah. What would I say? Yeah. Um, I would just say, uh, you know, it was very quick. <laughs> That's for sure. That's what you would say. That's it. That's it. Done. That's your quote of this. <laughs> what was your first like? Come on, man. I don't, I don't remember. Honestly. Oh, wait a second, guys. Maybe Jordan is still. A virgin. I don't remember. Can we just change the subject? This is the Kid Carson Show. One Vancouver's best mix of the 90s to now. Z95.3. Got a secret. I'm a single lady. Now put your hands up. I have a dark, dirty little secret. And that secret is that I like to read relationship books. I don't know if you've read one of these books. Absolutely not. But if you have, now put your hands up. <laughs> you put your hands up. This is a book written by men for women who are single. I'm a single lady. Book says this. Let me tell you a little secret about how to take advantage of how men think. Bait us with your body, then keep us with your brains. This is the way to keep a man. I'm a single lady. That's such a thing a man would write. 
Meeting the right person is a numbers game, and part of getting those numbers rolling is how you dress. Like, here's a female tendency, okay? I don't know if you notice this, but women always dress up for other women. No, I don't know. Especially single women. Single women dress up to go out. They dress for other women. It's like, guess what? No guy cares about you wearing Manola Blahniks compared to wearing a pair of shoes from Payless. We don't care. Well, like, clearly you do, because what is a Manola Blanc? What? Manola Blanc? I, I never, I can't, I can't help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just can't help you. But the women know what they are. So they're dressing for other women. Like, look at me, I'm wearing my, uh, you know. But we have no, guys have no idea. In mm-hmm. fact, you know what guys like? A hint of cheapness. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm serious. You're speaking for every male. <laughs> I'm a I am generally speaking, but it's true. Like, like guys, guys love a hint not a lot just a hint define cheapness just a hint of trampy oh god just a mu- okay, that's you you're speaking on no, an no, no, island no. a little bit of sexiness a little bit of trampiness is a turn on <laughs> a, a little bit we don't like tramps this is all from a book by the way this is from, I'm, I'm, I'm saving you right now this is from a book but with this guy this guy makes some good points i mean as a guy i'm like yeah you know that's kind written of- by dr k <laughs> carson men will turn and look at a hint of sexiness a million times faster and a hint of style. That's another point. Women are focused on style. Men are focused on a hint of sexiness. There's some guys out there that's going to love that high-maintenance sort of Kardashian look, though. You can see them. They're, they're high-maintenance themselves. They, they, they tend to attract each other, it looks like to me. Overtly stylish women rarely grab the attention of the man, according to this book. We look at those girls as, highly main, as, as high-maintenance. The overly stylish woman hinders herself in getting attention from a man, according to this book, I mean. Not me. The book. Yeah, it's, it's not you. It's a book. It's a book. Everybody, you know, it's a book. It's just a book. There, there you go. That's all I got for you. Interesting. Let me know if that works this weekend. Hit us up on Monday. This is the Kid Carson Show on Vancouver's best mix of the '90s to now. Z ninety-five-three. Friday morning. I'll be feeling good. Allergies, man. Shout out to the allergy posse. Allergy posse all week. Oh God. I just, all week. Yeah, it's been bad. I'm getting it too. A friend of mine actually said, is there something wrong with your microphone this week? Like you sound, and it's like my my voice sounds different this week. I have Mm -hmm. so much congestion. It's like in my brain. Nothing helps. Nothing helps. No Dristan in the world can. I hate to use the Dristan because it's awful for you, but you know, I I pull in, I have a special holster now that I wear. (laughs) With a big thing of Dristan, I just pull it out, flip around my finger, and then... Like you're a cowboy. <laughs> like yeah, like I, you really are Kit Carson. But even Dristan's not doing it. I just... So anyways, all week it's been a, a real drag. Anyways, nothing's going to bring me down, buddy. Friday morning, yeah. congestion or not. Jordan mentioned to me there's a couple of good movies coming out this weekend. Well, one. Not a couple. One. One. You know what I find interesting? They're calling them now home premiere. You know, instead of like... I don't know what they called them before, because they, they're not going to the theater. They're going right to your home, to the streaming service. Right. So they're saying home premiere. But there's one uh, huh. movie particular that I really wanted to see. It's called The King of Staten Island. It's a Judd Apatow-directed movie with Pete oh, Davidson from Silent Live. Right. I keep getting sponsored ads for that. Do you? I must be their target demo. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But he's like the young, kind of cool, you know, Silent Live. There's always one. There's like Adam Sandler in the 90s, 2000s was like Jimmy Fallon. He's the new one, and he's always he's dated Andrea and Grande, but he's got a great story. His dad, I mean, it's not a great, it's a tragic story. His dad was killed in um, 9-11 at one of the buildings, I believe. Now, is this the movie or real life? No, in real life. Pete Davidson. Now, is the movie about this? It's Yeah, so I think when I watch the trailer, here, I'll, sh- I'll send you the trailer. It's, right. it's, in, the, it's in the trailer. 
I like your tattoos. What are those numbers on your arm? Oh, that's uh, the date my dad died. He was a fireman. Died in a fire 17 years ago. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Don't be, it's fine. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not your dad. You can't focus on Scott anymore. And he lives with his mom, who's Marissa Tomei. Okay. Let that fucking bird fly, Ooh, please. Jesus. Don't worry, mom. I know your daughter got smart and went to college and abandoned us. But I'm still here. I'm going to be here forever. So hold on. Yeah. yeah. This is a story about his life? Well, it's based on his life. They say his dad died in, in a fire. But in real life, his dad was in one of the buildings, I believe. And died? Yeah. In 9-11? Yeah. That's oh, wow. one of the things. So I, I think it's it's based on it. And then his mom meets this firefighter who's Bill Burr, who's like a famous comic. Oh, Bill Burr is awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then I think he takes him under his wing. It looks like from the trailer. You know, you can only get so much in a trailer. Right. Um, but yeah, it's getting good mm. reviews. 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. And saying he's great in it, and uh, wow, interesting. Yeah, so it's a, it's home premiering. The King of Staten Island with Pete Davidson, Judd Apatow film. If you're fans of his, and they're saying it's it's kind of a new version of a Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow did Girls as well. He produced that in HBO. He did Girls, yeah. Which I actually I love that series. Did you? <laughs> I did. Why are you laughing? I don't know. I just think it's a girl show. Because it's girls and, and I'm a guy. It's a girl show and I watched it. and I'm a boy. <laughs> but no, Judd Apatow did what? Forty year old virgin. Train wreck. Train wreck. Knocked up. It's all those comedies, those old comedies. Yeah. Okay. A lot of them starred Seth Seth Rogen. So that's out this weekend. Yeah. It's The King of Staten Island starring Pete Davidson and it's directed by Judd Apatow. This is The Kid Carson Show. On Vancouver's best mix of the 90s to now. Z95.3. What can I say? Yesterday's OPE was a success. You down with OPE? Yeah, you know me. You down with OPE? It's old people education, y'all. Come on. We are here for you. Now, is that a thing you made up or is it a real term? That's a real term that I made up. Oh, wow. Yeah. But not only are we here for you, we're here for each other. Right, Jordan? In fact, Jordan and I hold hands throughout this entire segment. You down with OPE. And we look at each other. We say, it's going to be okay. You down with OPE. (laughs) So it's okay. We're going to learn these terms. We're going to learn the lingo and we're going to stay young. Young and hip. 2020 dating lingo. I want a boyfriend. Caspering. Take a guess. Just try to crack this. Caspering. So like ghosting? Kind of like ghosting. Caspering. But what's special about Casper the ghost? Well, Casper was friendly. Right. Oh, so it's a friendly... Oh, okay. So ghosting is when someone just disappears. Now, Caspering is kind of like ghosting, except it's a friendlier version. Where the person who's going to ghost you lets you know first. Oh, so they're honest. They just say, listen, uh, it's not working. I'm going to peace out. And then you know. Okay. Then you're not humiliating yourself when you keep on, you know, texting them. So that's mm. the nice way to ghost someone is to Casper them. I want a boyfriend, but I just keep hitting dead ends. Try to take a shortcut. Flash panning. Again and again. Flash panning. Flash panning. What this would this one be? Flash panning. The first part of the relationship tends to be the most exciting. So someone who's a flash panner loves that honeymoon stage so much that when the honeymoon stage is over, they peace out and go to the next one. So they get the other honeymoon stage. They from just the go person. from person to person enjoying the honeymoon stage. So why is it called flash panning? What is that? It's like a flash in the pan. You know, you're oh, in, you're out. Oh, f- right. So flash panning. Finally today with our old people education. You're down with O-P-E. Yeah, you know me. You're down with O-P-E. Eclipsing. Eclipse. So like the sun. Eclipsing. The moon comes in and makes everything dark. Can you guess what that would be? Eclipsing. What's that lingo for? When you say, oh, God, he's eclipsing me. Can you believe it, Stacy? I can't take it anymore. 
Eclipsing is when you're dating someone who, who suddenly takes up the exact same interests as you. It might start with them like tagging along right. to like you while you do your thing. And then suddenly it becomes his thing too. Oh. And you're like, mm, kind of wanted to have my own thing. <laughs> like maybe he's never done yoga, but then he comes to a yoga class and then suddenly he becomes a big yogi. Right. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but that was kind of like my thing. Oh, you're, you're like, you love to cook and he never did. And then suddenly he's like, I'm taking cooking classes. And, and now he's telling that. you about cooking and you're like, <laughs> that's called eclipsing. But why is it called eclipsing? But I, just keep hitting dead. I don't know. <laughs> this is the Kid Carson Show. On Vancouver's best mix of the 90s to now. Z 95.3. 16 candles. Just discussing off the air a second ago how how dating is is so different now than it was back in the day especially like, that yeah. that era that it's era. like i want to take you out to get you a milkshake <laughs> at pop tate's diner <laughs> at where whose diner pop tate's pop tate's diner yeah where you get a milkshake maybe a root beer float oh yeah a hamburger oh my god imagine that now it's like it's well we saw an article that was talking about modern dating and they say there's kind of you know three pillars which is wider search areas like you're no longer just dating in your neighborhood you're dating you know in a much much many much many more people to choose from jordan (laughs) (laughs) you know uh there's there's the fact that there's more unique dates now there's group dates virtual dates all sorts of different weird dates that they could have never imagined back in this (laughs) a unique one was a drive-through for them where the the waitress would come up in roller skates and they'd be like "Ooh, Ooh, this is different this is crazy course the fact now that we can research our dates you know before date that's everyone everyone of course goes on social and you know tries to find out something about the person they're going to go see meet up with which is creepy it's like that tv show you on netflix where the guy he can just find out just through like social media crazy series i know i watched that with my wife and ann well this this was an article entitled modern dating so you were a modern dater yeah because you guys met I mean, she's from Russia, for crying out loud. Yeah. Well, and everybody always asks us, like, how did that happen? Well, of course, it's in a dating site, which is actually not allowed in Russia anymore. It's just crazy to think of. Leanne and I, if we waited a year, we probably wouldn't have met each other because now that site's not even allowed. Didn't you meet on Match? No, we met on eHarmony. eHarmony. So eHarmony, since you've linked up with your wife, is banned in Russia? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's a Russian thing. I don't know. They're losing all their good women. <laughs> That's true. The straw that broke the camel's back was in, they lost Leanna to you. Yeah, yeah. You've taken our finest woman. <laughs> We're banning Enough, this. Enough, exactly. Two We're years taking later. down the eHarmony in yeah, Russia. Exactly. So yeah, no, it's just, yeah, it says here too in the article that you just don't have to, you know, be in your town to date or your city or your province. You can just go everywhere. The search can be to find your perfect one and, uh, or go to a bar. I mean, that's cool if people do that, but I think just how exciting is it to like, cast your net around the world you can do that now which is what i, I did mean, and i found the most amazing woman so sometimes i feel like too many options it just it doesn't help the situation but you know what's funny my dad met my mom and that was i don't know like early 70s maybe late 60s early 70s yeah. you know how they met how was my mom she was an operator on the phone and my dad was calling in to i don't know dispute a bill or whatever and he liked the sound of her voice and he said, well, why don't you come to my hockey game tonight? Because he was a professional hockey player at the time. And so she was like, okay. And then she saw him. He, he was a fighter. He fought, this, knocked this guy out. He had no teeth. And she, she, he told him her number, his number, sorry. Like, I'm number 10. 
And she's like looking for number 10. And there he is punching a guy with the, he's got no teeth, blood all over his face. Wow. And she's like, she went with her girlfriend and she's like, oh my God, that's the guy. So in a way they were ahead of their time. They were kind of doing that internet dating thing by, hey, wow. I'll meet you. Like Tinder, you know, you just meet somebody and hope that they look like their picture. And he put on a show for her. <laughs> Hi, Pam. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh my god! What a dreamboat! <laughs> That's what I thought you were. But hey, they were ahead of their time, right? This is the Kid Carson Show on Vancouver's best mix of the '90s to now. Z ninety five three. Good morning. Maybe got a little socializing going on this weekend. A few conversations. Get out there, hit a patio. There's this thing called the liking gap that you might want to consider when you're having a conversation with a new person this weekend. The, the liking gap. The liking gap is our tendency to underestimate how much other people like us following a conversation. So it turns out we don't give ourselves enough credit. That's kind of the deal. Mm. Strangers sat down, they had a conversation with each other. And then each person had to evaluate how much they liked their conversation partner. Okay. And also how much they thought their partner liked them. Okay. Repeatedly, researchers found that people reported liking their partners significantly more than they thought their conversation partners liked them in return. Interesting. Okay. It's a, it's a thing we do. Yeah. No, I do that all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. I do it all the time too. Yeah. And, but I've never seen it in a study before. And I go, oh, it's not just me. You meet someone at a party. Hey, what's up? You know, a little small chat. You're hanging out. And I just assume, like, I really love meeting new people. Mm. But I just assume that I'm underwhelming to them. Mm -hmm, Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, really? I would think it's Kit Carson. Hey. No, I just, uh, you know, I'm actually, I I love to sit and listen to other people talk. That's my preferred. If it's talk or listen, I would rather listen. Mm -hmm. Honestly. It's surprising that I even work on the radio and talk for a living. Mm -hmm. Like, even during this show. To be very honest with you, I would rather just sit here and listen to you talk than me talk myself. Like, to me, there's no one funnier in the world than you. Oh, thank you. I, I'm not trying to make it awkward or weird, but really, <laughs> I, I would rather just sit and listen to you talk and make jokes and... Okay. And, and that's... It's pressure like, now. That's my... <laughs> I better come up with something good. <laughs> Holy crap. Apparently, this is like a, a common thing. People always assume the other person doesn't like them as much as you like the other person. Yeah, that's a huge insecurity. Yeah, I guess we all have it, or a lot of us have it. They say that to be really, really liked, you know, by other people, the answer is not to put on a show. We, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to like, I've got to be so funny and mm-hmm. really have all these great stories and stuff. But really, that's not the truth. The, 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 the way to make another person walk away thinking, wow, this person's really interesting and entertaining. The best way to do that is to just be curious. Mm. It's just to be curious. Not mysterious. Not, not like put on sunglasses and a cigarette and wear a leather jacket with your... Collars up and go, hmm, I guess. And then walk away <laughs> slowly. I go, wow, he's mysterious. I wonder what he's all about. It, the answer is to be curious. So go. ask questions. People love talking about themselves. So ask them questions, then ask them a follow-up question. Then ask them a follow-up question. The other person walks away thinking, that Jordan McCloskey's fantastic. I had a great time talking to him. But I do feel like that sometimes. There was this one bartender that I always thought, man, he doesn't like me at all. And I go there quite frequently mm-hmm. at the time. And then one day, he just opened up. I was watching, uh, you know, my beloved Raptors. And he started asking me questions. And then he just came around the bar and 
talk to me like for honest to God for an hour because nobody was coming to that bar. Yeah. And I went, oh my Lord, I just totally misjudged this person and how he thought of you. Maybe he, he liked me. I don't know. But, you were being hard on yourself. Yeah. And assuming well, he doesn't think I'm as cool as I think he is. I was always trying to, you know, I'm like, hey, thanks, man. I'd always make a point to say, cheers. Thank you. Oh, oh I'll get that. Like, I'll go up to the bar and get it. And God, I can't, he was never warming up to me. Yeah. And then one day he just... He liked you the whole time. Yeah. So it's called the liking gap. Mm. And the, the best way to become a better conversationalist is to accurately judge how other people feel about you. And the first step is obviously to close that liking gap. People think you're cool, man. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Come on. You're listening to The Kid Carson Show on Vancouver's best mix of the 90s to now. So Jordan and I were watching a clip of uh, Stephen Colbert, who, you know, late night show guy, but he's doing it on Zoom. Everyone's doing the shows from home. He has a monologue. And so they don't have a studio audience and their monologues and the whole thing are just so weird without that laugh track in the background. Well, just like a live audience laughing and clapping. and Yeah. yeah. So Jordan and I are like, well, he's not really that funny. <laughs> like a lot of people that we think are funny. And smart, like that everybody says. Like, oh. We're like, maybe they're not that funny. Maybe the laugh track has been, you know, the studio audience has been making us think something's funny when it's not. Yeah. So like, listen to this. He's talking about the uh, defund the police movement. Defunding the police might sound a little scary to some people. Like CBS, they'd have to change their entire primetime lineup. SWAT would have to become community health services. And NCIS would stand for no cops. Instead, soup. It would still have a lot of murders in it, but there's also a lot of bisques and chowders. <laughs> See, now you laughed. You should have just like, because I'm like... Laughing how awful, awful it, is. it is. Yeah, exactly. So there's the, the spot where you can imagine the laughter coming in. Like, it stand for no cops. Instead... Soup. And then we come back with the little zinger. It would still have a lot of murders in it, but there's also a lot of bisques and chowders. Jordan pulled up episodes of Friends, but with the laugh track removed. Yeah. Now that's weird. Very weird. What's this first one here? This is Chandler talking to Joey. Joey is, you know, trying to be the, the comic relief like he always is. Seeing Ross and Rachel come out of that chapel was like a like a wake-up call that Monica and I are moving so fast, you know? And how do I tell her without crushing her? Oh! Tell her she's not marriage material. What? <laughs> Normally there's a laugh, a big burst of laughter. Huge laughter, yeah. Like, like tell her she's not marriage material. <laughs> Girls say it to me all the time. Like, that's a weird way to even read a script. Their timing is, it has to be so weird. So then Jordan found this, where they've taken old, what, old shows from like the 90s? Yeah, like, 80s and 90s. And, and putting in laugh tracks where it's not supposed to be. So serious situations. Right. So the first one is Punky Brewster, which was an 80s sitcom. And her friend, she's a little girl, and they're showing her, oh, we're doing drugs. Come and do drugs with us, which is very serious. It would be a serious moment in the show. Right. Now let's really have some fun. Aren't these drugs? Just some grass, a few uppers, and a little nose candy. <laughs> nose candy? <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> What you doing, oh, this is, oh, this is Sesame Street. Okay. And Big Bird sees this woman breastfeeding her baby. So it's, this, again, a serious moment, and Big Bird's going like, what are you doing? What you doing, Buffy? I'm feeding the baby. See, he's drinking milk from my breast. <laughs> That's a funny way to feed a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> the 
bad reaction to that one guy. Ow! Like, you know, there's always a guy like that in the crowd. They- I'm feeding the baby. See, he's drinking milk from my breast. <laughs> That's a funny way to feed a baby. Anyways, the point is, wow, that crowd noise, that dubbed in laughter, yeah. that fake laughter, that studio audience, it's, it's so powerful to create in the right mood. And you can easily see how we are manipulated, A, but how much we're going to miss as some of these things like sporting events and right. shows now continue without the audience. It's going to be very different. Mm-hmm. You're listening to The Kid Carson Show. The Kid Carson Show. Zed. 95.3. Friday morning, buddies. You know, I was working kind of late last night doing some stuff here at the studio and we're in Yelltown. And it's the first time that Yelltown seemed like it was back to life. Oh, could you hear people outside? People outside, had the windows all open, the fresh air coming into the studio. And right. I just heard like crowds of people. And because uh, sometimes, you know, Thursday night, that's when things start to ramp up for the weekend. Of course. Thursday starts to feel like, okay, it's not quite Friday, but it's almost there. And then the weekends are, you know, wild. When I was living in the studio, Thursday night was always when you'd hear the bar people go to the bars because <laughs> there's all the bars. And I would see the limos pull up. When you were living in the studio. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's a few months. You might not know this, but when Jordan first moved into town, before he found a place, he was sleeping on a lawn chair in the back of the studio here <laughs> every night for three months. So I knew the Yale Town yeah. schedule. You know it. Yeah. But it's weird. Like, there was nowhere for anyone to go. Yeah. So, like, because the restaurants were still, like, like 50% or less. Mm-hmm. And so people were, like, just kind of dressed up and just hanging out on the sidewalk. They're just walking. Oh, yeah, really? Where are they going? That's true. As I stuck my head out the window to look. I'm like, where's everyone going? Like, bars aren't open. Like, what's... That's true. Last last week, uh, it might have been a Thursday, there was a group of girls all dressed up, walking together, like they were going to a, a, a nightclub or a restaurant. Right. And I mean, there are some restaurants, but you're right. It was like they were in Vegas or something. And then, yeah, where are they going to? They're just like, let's walk around Yelltown. <laughs> like we're going to a nightclub. I, the kind of the move is that right now you go to each restaurant and you put your name on the waiting list. Yes. And they text you when your table's ready. So usually you're working three or four places at once. Um, and you're kind of, which, which one texts me first? And it's just a weird... That's what you and I do when we go for a beer the odd time. Yeah, you want to grab a beer on a patio, but it's like, okay, that'll be half an hour wait. Yeah. But it's it's weird because it's empty. It's literally yeah. empty. But they have to space out everyone out, and it's it's just weird. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if you don't want to go through that madness, you can stay at home and you can rent a new Netflix special that just dropped at midnight last night. Mm. Dave Chappelle. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. That's right. With the scoop, our special entertainment correspondent, Jordan McCloskey. <laughs> One of my insiders told me. No, it's a new Dave Chappelle stand-up special called 846. And it's addressing uh, the events that have happened with the George Floyd's death. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, do you have a clip for it? Yeah, I do. Um, 8.46 is like, it was eight minutes and 46 seconds that took them to kill this poor man. Right. And uh, Chappelle talks about that. I can't get that number out of my head because it was my time of birth on my birth certificate. I was born at 8.46 in the morning and they killed this <laughs> in eight minutes and 46 seconds. Mm. That was a surprise drop, right? They said they filmed it last Saturday, I believe, Saturday in Ohio. And what's interesting about it, this is the first, they're saying, uh, televised stand-up special in the coronavirus era. So it's it looks like it's in one of those event barns out in the country. Because mm-hmm. I think Dave Chappelle lives in the country, actually. 
and um, it's outside, kind of, and then they're all wearing masks, the people in the crowd, and they're all spaced out. So mm. the laughter's kind of, you know, it's minimal. So it makes it even more powerful when you watch it, right. when you watch what he's saying. Because, he, you know, he, I think he's got jokes in there, but he's also, you know, being relevant and, and saying what he wants to say yeah. with with, uh, with what's going on. Fascinating. So but the last thing that confuses me is that the article that I read online said, David Chappelle's new Netflix special dropped at midnight on YouTube. Yeah, that <laughs> was like, weird. I don't understand. Yeah. It's a Netflix special and it says it was dropped on YouTube. Maybe it's a misquote in the article that I read. <laughs> yeah. but And it also said well, Friday night or something. It was weird. It was like it was the future because we're in Friday morning right yeah. now. I think that it dropped at midnight and the, the person wanted to get this press release out real quick and they were really probably drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, I got to get this out for the boss. And he's probably at 1 a.m. releasing this thing. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. But look for it. I think on Netflix, if you don't find it there, I guess look for it on YouTube. YouTube? Yeah. I don't know. But it's called 846 Dave Chappelle. Um, out now. You're listening to The Kid Carson Show. The Kid Carson Show. Zed 95.3.